Yo. Well, yo welcome. What's going on? Welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on, man. I'm glad that you reached out to me, man. You support my movement. And I'm glad you're going to support Q the Question and SKE Records. And Brian Tyree in the building. In the yeah. building. Melody Supply Podcast. Chilling. Um, tell us a little bit about SK, SKE Records. Well, you know, SKE Records is the rising new powerhouse in the music industry. Um, Q the Question is CEO of the label, and along with my partner, Trial Mac. And we plan on signing superstars in every genre, hip-hop, pop, country, R&B, Latin music, and a uh, rising label out of Philadelphia. We currently have Trial Mac and Sean Archer on the label. Awesome, awesome. We're going to listen to some of the music coming up soon. Um, first, we're going to talk a little bit about, and, and thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Hopefully you subscribed already. If not, definitely hit that button. Um, Melody Supply at Melody Supply on all social media. Um, where can we find you at? Um, you can look me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Q the Question, and it's not hard to find. Once you find me, you can see everything that I have going on. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've been, you know, um, following you on social media for a while, and I saw that you have a book. Let's talk about the book a little bit. Yeah, well, basically, the book that I have is, you know, how to make it in the music business. And it's available on Barnes and Noble, Amazon for $4.99. And it just basically, you know, it breaks down some of the things that artists need to do in regards to getting their career to the next level. And, you know, different, you know, marketing tactics, uh, you know, different things as far as like, you know, how to brand, how to brand yourself as an artist. And, you know, you can get it right now, how to make it in the music industry I meant for four ninety nine on Amazon and just some of the things that SKE records that we have done in order to get this label off the ground. Awesome. I'm definitely going to check that out. I haven't been able to yet, but I definitely will. And I'll, you know, I'll let you know, I'll, uh, I'll most likely write a little review on it and give it, you know, how I feel, but, um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome having you here. Um, like I was saying before, I followed you on social media for a while. And as a writer, like when I'm accepting a friend request before I even do, I, I'm like looking and scrolling to see what, you know, people are about and stuff. And I've always seen, even since, I mean, we're way past that. So like everything I've ever seen has always been valuable, you know, like real value coming from Q, coming from SKE Records and, and you know, um, I want to follow the artists more. Um, I've heard their music, though, actually. Like, as soon as, for some reason, I was, like, not even connected to you. I'm, like, those names sound so familiar to me. So I was, like, damn. I was, like, excited to listen to their music earlier today. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. So we've been putting in a lot of work through the streets, the marketing, and just – you know, even though I always felt like they had star potential and their music was good, it's all about the marketing in regards to breaking that artist. You know, you just can't have a record and just drop it and expect it to blow up. You really have to work your records. Exactly. Yeah, and definitely. I mean, um, that's part of the marketing and promotion. And I was on the radio on um, Platinum Sounds Radio the other day, um, and we were discussing marketing and promotion 
and um, the difference between mixtapes, like how, what's more beneficial to break now? You know, is it the mixtapes or is it, do you jump on streaming first to develop your fan base? And I was kind of like, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to hear what you uh, think about the um, first, the mixtape and streaming. Right. Well, the mixtape is basically a format in regards to how you're going to actually release the music, right? You want to drop an EP, an album, or a mixtape. And stream is just a platform in regards to how people can access it. Whether you want to, you know, drop some music in the street, or you'd be like, you know what, I want to have it on the streaming service, like a Apple Music, Spotify, or Title, in which people can access the music. But it's just the fact that no matter how you release the music, the way people are going to listen to it is through streaming. And if you actually look at the numbers, Streaming has more fans than vinyl sales, uh, physical sales, and digital downloads combined. And that's just the reality of the business. Right. I agree with that. You know, so, I mean, even with me, I stream for nine ninety nine a month through Amazon, and I probably haven't bought a, a record, especially a physical record, in about five or six years now. Right. And those artists, are, if they're monetizing, they're benefiting from every listen whereas like this is exactly what my point was was i'm like if you're gonna put all the money it i believe depending on which way you're going with the mixtape so like if you're gonna make a mixtape and it's gonna be basically your debut like album you just calling it a mixtape and it's because you don't own the beats that's totally like the wrong approach exactly exactly because right. it could be a lot of like you know right. right as far as publishing and clearances and all of that right and i was saying that like secondly if you're working with like um coast to coast you know that might be something you want to do as like opposed to a step A, B, C, maybe something like to the middle where you're just keeping relevance in a stage of, you know what I mean? To like fill the gaps a little bit. If you're like, I haven't done anything for too long. You know what I mean? But I'm like in the beginning stages, I strongly believe that getting a couple singles onto a streaming platform or all of them, hopefully, if you're, you know, working with like TuneCore, that's just click them all. You know what I mean? And you're on. Um, and then, you know, a couple records and then work playlisting and um, different markets that way. But, you know, everybody, the beauty, I think, I, I feel that the beauty of the music industry is that no two artists have an identical career. There's no like, you have to do it this way. Like, um, you're familiar with Lenny S? Yes, yes. Lenny's been doing his thing, man. I've been following Lenny's career since, you know, when he was doing stuff at Bad Boy, all the way up to Rockefeller and right. to now Nation, man. So, you know, I feel him heavy. You know, a lot, a lot of people, him, Steve Stout, just what they, you yeah. know, he's been for over the last 15 to 20 years, you know? Yeah. Um, there was a um, interview that I caught that basically was... Um, Speaking on how Lenny, he it was his opinions on how Jay Z and DMX were pretty much you know they were breaking artists at the same time for Def Jam. 
not really living too far away from each other, but look at DMX's approach and look at how Jay Z jumped into things. But because it, it was, it was believable though. You actually look into these guys' eyes and you're like, I actually believe what this guy is saying. You know what I mean? To like how you market, but it's the same state, damn near the same city, <laughs> and it's you know what I mean? Like totally different approaches to things, but. The marketing and promotion, see, that's where it brought me into the marketing promotion end of it because a lot of artists are, they, they're confused with working the record part. You yeah. Know, the label isn't just... You know, a lot of times, you know, you know, even I say that a lot, especially when I do my little rants on social media, but at the same time, I still understand that the reality is this, you know, most artists' job is just to be an artist. And, you know, that's why they need people like us to help them with things like that, marketing, right. advertising, promotion. How do we actually take that talent and actually try to do the best that we can to make them a worldwide international act or national act at the least, you know? Right. Oh, yeah, that's I agree with that 100%. And um, bringing that into... Marketing, marketing and promotion. I see a lot of newer artists because I, I give consultations. So a lot of newer artists, they just love the word promotion, promote, promote, promote. That's promotion. And like, can you handle my marketing and stuff? And I was like, a lot of times I've noticed where I'm explaining, you know, marketing is the plan behind the act of promotions. <laughs> exactly. And then, and, and as soon as they make that connection, they're like, oh, I don't like that sentence. Seriously, it speaks volumes. It answers so many. That sentence answers so many questions, I believe, through, you know, just my experience of talking with artists and, you know, hearing what they're doing. And they're like, Brian, what do you think that I should be doing? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, the, sim the simplest things, if, if you look at, I, I believe in the microscope effect. Like if you zoom in and then zoom out and then zoom in, which is like simplifying and complicating and then simplifying it again, you understand things more. You know what I mean? And different markets like or different industries like we were speaking on before that I was like in my early, early years as a kid, I learned how to, you know, make sales through my mom's beauty salon that was, you know, nail polishes and stuff as a kid. You know what I mean? So, like, a totally different industry. Music is very passion-driven. And um, I think those are really what made me decide the music industry was where I belong. Well, um, Especially when you actually love, you know, that you breathe it, you live it, and you just right. do, the best you can, you, do, you do the best you can. The, you know, what is your podcast, discovering a new star, becoming the best manager, publicist, whatever the case may be, on the next level. And like you said, man, it's all about the business things that applies in regards to making that, making that artist the next big thing. And it's just unfortunate that most don't understand that. And a lot of times they do understand that, but they're just in denial of it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I see tons of, you know, tons of, how do you say, like different walks of like life where like they understand on different 
I'm saying that on like different understanding levels. You know what I mean? Of, of right, this is what needs to get done, and look it. This is what the labels do. You can do it on your own. Like a lot of distribution nowadays, compared to. This is funny that I was I was speaking with a client and I was saying I was like we were like the mixtape kids like back in the day when like it was like people were just getting computers you know what yeah. I mean and then learning how to use them and it was like we we used to make you know for me to make a playlist is nothing because Kaza and all those you know different yeah. back in the day I remember like I was like. Kaza, whatever you call it, all the models. There was, there was like a, um, actually, dramatic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout him out. He's a Lawrence artist, and he was down with um, Crumb Snatcher, and they had a dope track that was on the um, training day. Uh, no, 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 no. I think it was. It was the training day um, uh, soundtrack and stuff. And and I told him one time I was interviewing him, and I told him I was like, you know what, I owe you. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I actually um, put your album <laughs> like onto a mixtape when I was younger and shit. I'm like, and that's how long I've followed you. And he's like, you know what? That flatters me. And I was like, I don't care. You need my six bucks. <laughs> it was funny, though, because I'm like, I mean, that's the culture, though. The, the end of it, whereas like we were raised around these things and a lot of the newer kids you know, they're jumping in. I see. Do you agree with this? A lot of the newer kids are pissing off the old heads because they're jumping in, acting like they know, almost like um, like a fake it till you make it kind of deal. Do you agree with that? I just, honestly, man, I just think a lot of these old dudes need to stop just getting angry because they ain't really getting no paper off of it. Like, fake <laughs> it till you make it. And it's understandable that they came in a time where hip hop, where a lot of them came from the era of they got there was a part of raping your records where they didn't right. have access to read about publishing and royalties and all of this good stuff. So now, now that these new dudes, you know, they, they these new dudes, they probably don't have the great internet access that these others are that these other artists had, you know, as far as this generation. Right. So they see these guys coming in at getting endorsements with Kit Kat and Snickers and Sprite and all this crazy stuff. And when they came out, all they depended on was show money, and then they mad that they, they was getting royalty checks for 50 cents, and these new dudes right. are just coming in independently making millions of dollars, and they just mad and angry, and instead of doing that, actually embrace them, like, look, man, y'all don't what we, we should have did, you know? Instead of just being yeah. all mad and angry, right. why are y'all expecting these dudes to say, oh, man, they ain't rap like Biggie and Pop. Can't be expecting all these kids to make the next shooter links of Attic or something, even though those, those were impeccable times. I mean, that's right. the nature of the business. It changes, you know? Yeah. Like, what stands out to me is I think of myself that it's a lot to do with the team behind the artist. And it's like, if you're going to have an artist go to a radio show that is inf infamous for putting the artist on the spot and having them freestyle, and you know your artist can't freestyle, don't put him in that station. Like, I think to myself like that, man. Like, Right. Exactly. Not every artist is expected to. It's like the difference between back in the day, it was aggressive. And it was like, if you're sound like somebody else, that it was like, you're, you're like blacklisted. You know what I mean? Like, we're never going to let you. We're, you're done. You know, you're, you're done. 
And then now it's more acceptable because they're like, well, we've been mixing pop into hip hop for years and nobody noticed. You know what I mean? So it's like, what do you think's going to happen? It all sounds the same now, right? Not every time. I mean, people out here that be, oh, it's hip hop no more. It's hip hop. And it's like, that all comes with the involvement of music. Like, you got these bozos that sit around and say, oh, oh, hip hop is dead. But then a week later, they'll be praising how hip hop has been around for over 40, 45 years. Like, which is it, man? Like, like, right, right, right. And, like, it could have been like disco where disco didn't evolve as a sound and it died down, you know? Right. Yeah. And disco turned into like, um, you know, scratch some of the, you know, those breaks. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. There's like the little pieces, maybe not disco essentially, but um, a lot of, you know, music's beautiful. I think the music's always good, depending on. With me, it's got a lot to do with the voice. Like I don't, I purpose, I could write, I could write raps. Like I can rap, and I, I just hate my voice. So when I hear somebody like Yachty, I'm like, mm. like you got guts. Give the kid some credit. You know what I'm saying? That he's gotten as far as he can. I'm like, I just personally don't listen to him. I respect him. I just don't listen to him because I'm like his voice and his delivery to me sounds like he's like sleepy. I will say this though, man. He do got this one song in his album called "Running with the Ghost." That shit be banging. I know that you're like really open minded. You were just talking today that um, with Sinatra's top ten for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Only man I know. I've only seen that from you in all of 2018. <laughs> I mean, Frank Sinatra is in my top ten of all time. And these are—I don't know if I ever told you my top ten. If you ever see my blog where I mention my top ten artists of all time, but Frank Sinatra is in my top ten for sure. And I'll name them right now: uh, Frank Sinatra, Jay Z, Nas. Eminem, Beyonce, Whitney Houston, R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, and Carrie Underwood. Kelly Underwood gets number one. Well, those are my top ten, not in order. Those are just like my top ten artists, period. Like, yeah, it was crazy because I remember I went to a Carrie Underwood concert two years ago and I was the only nigga up in that job. <laughs> like, like the shit I enjoyed the concert, I was like, yeah, yeah, especially when she performed Clyde Don't Stop. Yeah, when I seen that video with that car, I was like, just get it. Just tear it apart. Yeah, but that's why Q the question is going to be. But look, bro, that's why Q the question is going to be one of the best. I told you I'm not playing. Like, people got to get it clear. That's records out of hip-hop. We are a record label. We signing rock stars, country stars, pop stars. I mean, you you see my post. I'm probably one of the yeah. few. You know that. Like, look, I got on some Jeezy, some Frank Sinatra, and some Katy Perry. Uh-huh. That was my next thing that I was going to say. You know a good record when you hear one, though, because it's like, I see what you mentioned. I'm like, I listen to Katy Perry. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, <coughs> the new one. Sorry, excuse me. The new um, Katy Perry and Nicki Minaj. I forget what the name of it is. What do you think about that? Swiss record. What was that again? You broke up a little bit. I said we're talking about the Swiss record. Swish, yes. Yeah, but, but outside of that record, like that album alone with Katy Perry, 
Uh, uh, that album alone was fire, man. I mean, she had records on there like Pendulum, Bigger Than Me. Like, that was a hot album, man. You know what I'm saying? It's called yeah, when I heard, I actually thought about you when I heard when I heard Swish. I was like, I remember you put a post and you were like, Katy Perry never made a bad record. <laughs> Ever. Every record's good. <laughs> like, something along. Did you say that? Yeah, I said, yo, Katy Perry does not have a whack album. Like, I mean, exactly. That was the one. There, there we go. Think about, think about when she first became a big, big artist. She had uh, the first album, One of the Boys. And remember when they had yeah. the hit record? I kissed the girl and I liked it. Yep, yep, yep. Like, that shit was a fucking banger. You know what I'm saying? And then, yep. and then, you know, right after that, you know, she had Teenage Dream. Then she had the album Prism with the record Roar. Then she had the Witness album, you know. Witness is probably her least selling album for what I believe. But outside of that, it still was a good album to me. Like, it was one of the best albums in 2017 to me, you know. You had records on there like, you know, Swish Swish, Chain to the Rhythm, Bond Appetite with the Migos, uh, Pendulum. Yeah, that was a good one, too. She was banging. Yep. Shit, I hope though. I would love to see my artists work with Katy Perry one day. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Sean Archer and Trell Mack featuring Katy Perry on the hook. Perry <laughs> holler at us. Rihanna, Beyonce, Katy Perry, Lana Del Rey, Halsey. Uh, there you go. You got an all-star lineup of Miley Cyrus. Holler at us, holler at us, y'all. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into a record. And um, which one would you like to share with the audience? You know what, man? I'm going to go ahead and let you pick, man. Just just go ahead and throw them something from SKE Records, something from Tron Max, Sean Archer, whatever you want to give a shot to. You know, let, let the fans be exposed to this fire we have. We'll give them uh, I Hate These Rappers. There you go. Go ahead, go ahead and let them hear Heather with that, then. All right, and we'll be right back with you right after this. All right. Yo, yo. We're back. Yes, sir. No doubt, man. Appreciate your support on the record. Yeah, no, thank you for um, having the time to join us tonight. And um, so, yes. Um, what was I going to say? You have another book, don't you? Yes. What was that? Tell me about that book. Let's talk about that one because um, that's interesting because it's important. I think that in business, to be able to you know speak multiple languages, you know you'll uh, definitely progress in conversational. So yeah, yeah. Plug, plug that. What's it called, and where can we find it? Uh, well, basically, it's a book called "The Secret to Speaking Spanish Fluently in Less Than a Year." And basically, you know, I just break down tactics on how I became fluent in the language, and how you know once you have the skill to be bilingual in any language, how it's definitely going to increase your income, lifelong friendships, and it's just good for business overall, man. And I just think that in this current era right now, especially in the United States. Being able to speak Spanish fluently is definitely key. Yeah, definitely. So and it just breaks down like the taxes that you need as far as immersing in the culture to become fluent. 
I want to I want to talk about like customer service is the most important part of any brand. So when it comes down to you know having that kind of an option, even to speak a little bit of Spanish is important. I believe in um. I can have like conversationals, you know what I mean? Like I could get myself in or out of a conversation in Spanish. <laughs> I'm not mucho poquito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, man, you know, every now and then, man, if you need some tips, I got you. But how about this, man? You know, you've been supporting my movement for a minute. So make sure you send me an email address and I'll see you a free copy tonight. Oh, man, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to write reviews on this. So I'm going to be like, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody know how I, I'm gonna write a nice book review where I want to see I'm gonna put my I'll, I'll even make a little video on it and I want to put it to test I want to see I, I'll say I won't make the video until I can say five sentences without messing up. Exactly. <laughs> you never know, man. Whenever you come to Philly, maybe we gotta go to one of these bars, man, where you can see the hot Dominican mamacitas that I like. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I'm interested to, I, I want to step outside to see Philly because we were, I mean, um, me and my girl traveled down to um, New Jersey just recently. I think, what was it? The beginning of December, I think, or the end of November. Time flies, honestly. I, I, I know it was before Christmas. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, we I uh, shout out to Beat Author Brian Cohen and um, everybody over at Beat Author Records. Um, Jay Major was at the event, and he's actually somebody that I have spoken and and I I met him through social media as well. Um, and Jay had a feature with Drag on the Trust um, joint. I don't know if you've gotten to hear that yet. I'll um, I'll send you a link for that. I mean, they made an awesome track, and um, Dragon, he's gonna come back in a independent. You know, uh, I, I think that Dragon, right now with the moves that he's making, is a good example of what to do because he's showing. He, he he always been dope though. Like 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 people don't forget. Like he always been hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely. You know what I think? I remember back in the day, and I looked at Little Wayne and said he's gonna be bigger than any of the rest of them. And then when I seen Dragon, I was like, hmm. They got kind. Of, I was like, I I almost imagined them like that would be a dope like rap battle way back. Like I'm talking the old drag and the old Little Wayne. You know what I mean? Back in the block I, I, is hot. I, I, the block is hot. <laughs> block is hot. I was like, oh shit, man. What would that? My favorite, be? my favorite Little Wayne album is the Carter Two for sure. Though. I don't think like he's put out a lot of hot shit over the years, especially like back in like. From like 2004 to like 2009, when he went on like that five year unstoppable run, the Carter yeah. Two is still my favorite project. Like out of all that shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> I like. I mean, I like a lot of the mixtape stuff. All the dedications have been dope, and I like the. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, especially the like the first two or three, those was fire. 
Yeah, I, I don't remember the name of this one, but he was like, mm, where did my wristwatch, man, that, I mean, that, like, back in the day, Lil Wayne sound was, like, I loved that shit, where he was, like, he was kind of goofy, but it was, like, on some gangster shit, too, where it was, you know, he'd be funny, and he'd, I laughed, I cried, it was an experience, like, those tracks were dope, right, and yeah. I was, see, that's another, um, I want to mention also, there's not enough independent artists, I believe. I want to know what your opinions on this is. But I believe that there are not enough artists that are throwing their brand in the verse. What do you think about that? You said they're throwing their brand in what again exactly? That not enough independent artists are throwing their brand in the verse, like basically shouting out their own. Because I mean, oh okay, okay. John Arthur and Trill Mac, they they shout out SKE Records in that track. You know what I mean? They they shout shout out the record label in their track. So I'm saying that a lot of I'm not seeing a lot of. If you're an independent artist, right? you should be at least wearing your brand in the music video. But if they can't, you know what I mean? If, if you haven't gotten that far with that, you know, a couple tracks, you know, mention some bra- brag on the track and then yeah, be humble kind of, it, as it's you live. It's <laughs> kind of like how Dame Dash and Puffy and Masterpiece to rep they shit. No limit, bitch. Like bad boy, motherfucker. Like, Rockefeller in this bitch, you know what I mean? I mean, you got to come in there with TDE and, you know, with Ava again or with High Bridge, but it's not on a big level. But I'm letting you know right now, SK Records is in the building for sure. And it's confident, which is very marketable, very attractive, very brand awareness is easy when you...
Mm -hmm. Yo, and we're back. What's up? What's up? What's happening? All right. So, little technical difficulties, but we're not going to use that last clip. We're just going to take it from here because. We lost you, but we're back, and we got it all under control. That was, what was it? I hate these rappers, or we hate these rappers? Because that was Trellmack and Sean Archer from SKE Records. Yeah, that was I Hate These, Rec I hate these Rappers by Trellmack featuring Sean Archer off of Trellmack's EP, Night Before the Dawn. 
and as we were as we were mentioning previously, um, y'all mentioned the the brand right there in the track, and I'd love to see that. My opinion is that more independent artists should be shouting out their gear. They should be shouting out their merchandise, shouting out their brand more often in their track. You know, throw it right there in the verse. What do you think about that? Exactly, man. I mean, think about it, man. When you look at some of the biggest brands, even dating back to Motown, like Barry Gordy made sure you knew what Motown was and what it stood for. And, you know, when you look at Puffy with Bad Boy, Rockefeller, you know, No Limit, Cash Money, like they represented their brand. Even with DJ Khaled, we the best, like, you know, he you know, he, you know, he represents that with pride, you know? And that's, that's the same awesome. thing we're doing with records, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I love to see that. And and rappers take notes. It's it's a new world where confidence is basically what is going to get you noticed and handling things with the right brand awareness and the right marketing strategies behind what you're doing because as we were mentioning before jay-z dmx different approaches very successful so there's not one way that a label will push your brand and this is very interesting that um I've been mentioning a lot more in, you know, consultations and in my blog posts. Truthfully, these labels want partnerships. They want somebody that's already got the head start. They've already got the uh, an audience. So what would you suggest an artist begin with? Um to acquire either a fan base in general or to break into a new fan base? Um, you know, it's, of course you got to break into a fan base in general before you get a new fan base because a new fan base is just an offshoot of a fan base that you already have. And, you know, you just got to do the basic essentials, you know, social media marketing, you know, publicity, um, street marketing, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all about create, you know, creating awareness. Like I was telling the artist a couple weeks ago, look, man, when you're trying to make it big as an artist, it's like running for president. You got a campaign, and you yeah. know, you know, like I remember, like you know, when 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 they had the uh, you know, the the, uh, the election for mayor, like even the mayors had posters where like every street poll, vote for me, vote for me. Right. So who are you as an artist to say that you don't have to do the same thing? And that's where campaign comes from. The reason why that we call it a marketing campaign is pretty much the way the politicians handle their business with the flyers and the making appearances and answering questions and, you know, making (laughs) brand awareness. I I tell everybody, I'm like, as soon as any client signs with me, first move, I'm like brand awareness. Why? My audience doesn't know who you are yet. We're going to get that handled right away. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's gotta be like, who are you? And why are you here? That is the most important before they click play to hear the song. Right. Exactly. So as an artist, you have to do the same thing. Oh, this that just sparked something that I was speaking on um, on Platinum Sound Radio the other day. Uh, I was I mentioned pretty much. Um, we were talking about mixtapes and and 
like we were talking about before about mixtapes and streaming and stuff like that. And I've done a couple um, promotion mixtapes for artists that I've worked with, like clients, you know what I mean, um, for promotion. And then other things that I, you know, I'd make EPKs. Either way, that all great music, I make like a compilation mixtape, basically <laughs> promoting. Right promoting not only the artists that i've worked with but the website being the host of said mixtape was it's like i was saying before that it's it's the action of your marketing plan promotion is the action behind exactly what your campaign is going to be and i mean i could say it i've i I'm like humbled with having you here and stuff, but it's a lot of times somebody's got to hear it from another voice. So let, let's um, weigh in on basically, you know, the mixtape and the streaming. Like, how do you feel streaming will evolve? Um, you know what? Only time will tell because, like, like I remember watching the interview with Ellie Reed, and Ellie Reed said they're like, yo. Music is always going to be around. It's just the distribution of music is always going to change. Yeah. You know how it went from the 8-track tape to the cassette to the CD to digital downloads to streaming. So the reality is, the fact is, streaming is the number one way of music consumption. Streaming yeah. is actually, is people actually stream more than physical sales, digital downloads, and vinyl combined. That yeah. tells you right there. I mean, think about it, man. When you, you know, think about 15 years ago where if you heard a new record is out, you would sit by the radio and wait for it to come on, or you could wait for a CD to drop on Tuesday and rush to the store to go get it. Or if some, if some rapper or some country star drops a new single, you would have to actually find time to go check it out or wait for an opportunity for it to be presented again. Or yeah. think about the days of MTV and like BT where if Lil Wayne, uh, so-and-so dropped a new video, you actually had to wait for 106 and Park to come on so you could watch it. Now, yeah. if somebody drops a record, you can just say, oh, well, what's the name of it? Let me type it in on my phone real quick. So it's the easy access, and that's just the nature of the business. Right. Exactly. And it's the free sample. I think the streaming is like the new, is the music industry's version of a free sample. Like, if you don't like it, it's, yeah. I, I didn't, you didn't pay for it. <laughs> sorry but you know what i mean like check it out and i think the safest way for a consumer to get that free sample is also streaming so i just believe i'm like put it there and if somebody plays with it then you win and you get paid in the in the end i think that streaming is the best thing that happened to the independent artists because it gives you an opportunity to you know work your own records and but it's access like you were saying and it's very yeah, professional. Not even just, was... and not even just that you know like not even just that just the fact that you remember man when it first was like a big thing the music industry didn't even want to embrace it then these record labels right. like man fuck like it is what it is motherfuckers ain't buying records no more i mean even with Taylor swift like and i love me some Taylor yeah. swift i think he's one of the best artists of this decade and you remember where, you know, when she dropped a new album, it wouldn't be on none of the streaming sites. And now she's like, 
I'm going to release it on the street sites because she's probably was losing a few dollars. Her in a record label, you know? Even though yeah. she can still sell a million records like it's nothing in the first week, it's just the fact that, you know, you know, it's just like you have to embrace it because that's how fans access music now. Yeah, and I think that it's easier. You can keep a lot of your content back now because you could be like, you know what? I'm going to give you two tracks, build a buzz, and then set a goal. And once you hit that, you know, 5,000 streams on both tracks, two more tracks. Get right, those right, two right. back up to that 5,000. Now, now your whole catalog, that's a good tactic. What do you think about that? Yeah, exactly, because it's like, you know, fans, you know, especially once you gain a fan, let's just say they become introduced to you as a new fan. They want to go back to your old, your old catalog, and they might want to hear that old stuff, you know what I mean? Right. And where I was going with um, before with the mixtapes and stuff, also, a good I'm, – I'm going to drop a gem on them real quick, right? This is a, a serious – this will help everybody. I want everybody that's an independent business owner, that's a the brand, your music producer, your independent music artist. I want you to sit down one day with a list and think of all the things that you click on. What made you do it? And business, because I've I've done a little research into like business psychology, where I you know I was just looking into that and it's like, why do people click stuff? I, I wanted to learn that, that, that stuff because I was getting really heavy into like uh, Google ads and social media ads and taking courses and, you know, the little, you know, Udemy and uh, all those different apps that you can purchase uh, eBooks and, you know, or free eBooks and courses and stuff. So I was getting like really into that and I'm like, you know what? why do people click shit? Like as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, it, they click on it because it might be something that caters to them. That's why when you run these ads, selecting your demographic is important. Like, if you're marketing something for somebody that's looking for their health, health and fitness, but they're interested in video games, nine times out of ten, they're not going to engage in it. And a lot of times, you know, when I've done advertising campaigns for artists in the past, oh, man, I spent money on ads and nobody clicked. Well, it's like, dude, like, a lot of times, you know, when you try to do it yourself instead of hiring somebody that knows how to do it in a professional and strategic manner, it's not the fact that nobody cared about it. It's just the fact that your ad wasn't good because it was being seen by people who doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And that's what happens. Exactly. Home and garden is not one of the interests I use. <laughs> you know, you got to get it. Keep it on topic. Um yeah, but we could talk about that for ages with the ads and stuff like that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of ads. And something that I hope that some of the independent artists that are listening and some of the producers even, um, the minimum for Spotify ad campaigns is $250. Just to let that be clear to anybody yeah. that's looking. Because it, cause I'm, I don't know if... I'm sure that you're certified for the um, ad studio, right? For Spotify. Right, right, right. You know, just yeah. the fact that you have relationships and, you know, it's all about just knowing who you know, paying your dues to, to make certain things happen, you know? Yeah, and they won't even allow any of us, nobody. So <laughs> I don't have any running yet because 
I mean, I'm about to be taking steps in a music production phase at some point this year where I have some, I'm start, I'm going to start with um, licensing out music to, you know, marketing professionals that just so happen to have podcasts and vlogs and make right. that an opportunity to some of my friends and then work outside more where I'm going to be sending, you know, I've got my own list of submission emails where I'm going to try to get myself some sync licensing. I'll move into beats eventually. I've, I've right, let everybody right. know. I'm like, I'm like, I can't make a beat if it's just like, all right, it's just this genre. I got to know like exactly who I'm making a beat for. And I'm a strong believer in showing who I am before I have anything for sale. Like I've done that. I like, as a writer, as everything that I've ever done. So this has all been, you know, a long time coming. It's yeah, like, you know, you, you, oh, you've been blogging for years. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I haven't debuted my music career yet. Mm, I see that coming. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's like you put in the work and you pay your dues. That's all it is. Yeah. And I'm excited because at least, you know, I waited because I, as a writer, as a music writer, as any kind of a writer, you hear stories all day. Right. And you hear the good and the bad. So when you're just patient and you're like, you know what, I'm not making my move yet because I've heard, you know, this was a bad, you know, a story that they were like, yeah, but we conquered, like a war story. You know what I mean? How like artists or producers that are like heavy in the game and they're like, yeah, I remember recording tape. You know what I mean? Before any of this digital shit. And they'll tell you, like, tons of war stories. Like, we didn't care about publishing, and we didn't care about any of that, and stuff war, like that. Now you get... They hear about horror stories. Yeah, it is. What? Where do you weigh in on publishing? Um, Just so that the artists hear it. Publishing is important because even when an artist is super hot and they're getting thousands of dollars in show money, it's not guaranteed that they're going to be the hot artist forever and they're always going to demand that fee when it comes to getting show money. So if you have a hit record but you don't own a percentage of your publishing, I mean, you don't want to be you don't want to be salty, man, where you're forced to, you know, you, you know, 20 years down the line, you know, you're like 50 years old and you can't even perform because you got off writers or some shit where you can't even sit back and collect publishing. Right. Exactly. So... And um, it's definitely important, but it's just the fact that a lot of these artists are so hungry. And this is not even just in urban music, like it happens in you know pop and country too, you know. But it's just the fact that the urban artists come from a like more poverty stricken environment, so they're less educated, so they're easier exploited, you know. Right. And that's what happened. Yeah. But you definitely have to understand the importance of publishing and royalties and things of that sort, you know. Yeah, and let them know, like how. How can we contact you and what do you provide for services? Because obviously, I've known you for a while, but if they're tuning in, they're like, wow, Q really knows what he's talking about now. You know what I mean? Like, so let them know. How can we contact you? If I was an artist and I wanted to work with Q, what would I be doing right now? Um, basically, you know, you reach out to me. You know, you can hit me up, Q the question at Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Look me up, Q the question. And basically, it just depends on your situation from marketing, advertising, publicity, you know, coming up with ideas, the working record, radio promotion. It just depends on what you're looking for in regards to taking your career to the next level. 
If this, I will say this though, if it's a hobby, don't waste your time. But if this is a career, you know how to find me. Exactly. I love that. I love that because there's a lot of, you know, I think that, you know, as a writer, I've done so much research on, on artists and stuff that I could tell right off the bat, uh, like small conversation. And I'm like, all right, I know that they're serious or not. Exactly. And, um, there's total, there's like, there's signs after you do this for a while and you just talking and talking and talking, networking, 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 and you've heard, you know, everybody's, um, I want to go with like intentions. You can just, you can see right through after a while where it's like, all right, so you do this on the weekend. (laughs) Exactly. You're a rapper after the nine to five, I guess. But is it in your soul though? You know what I mean? There's people can tell. Exactly. Exactly, man. So, you know, it's all about building, getting those right right people behind you. Like I tell these artists all the time, look, man, when you see these artists getting super hot, you know, once they get a label behind them or once they start getting certain people in their corner, it's not a coincidence, man. Like, like, Damn, that song is old. Thank you. 
to milk you. Damn.
I was a thief. Yeah, we just now got done like 20 minutes ago, man. We was talking about Cardi B, the Katy Perry, everything. That's what's up. You miss me? Yeah, I 
laying in bed right now, about to wash my hair. About to eat some of this whipped cream. <laughs> so look, you want to be my girl or what? Oh, for real, like, what is this? Like, what you want to do? Mm, so you want to be my girl? Or you want to give it some more time? More time. All right, I'm just making sure. You know, I ain't going to rush you. I like where this is going, but one day at a time. And I like you ain't giving up the good yet. No, shush. So when we going to Red Lobster? Yeah, it was one of those that got caught up. You want to go Saturday or are you tied up? Tied up. The whole day? Mm-hmm. Want to go Sunday? Let me, let me call you back because I got business. Every day. <laughs> All right, just highlight me when you, whenever you're done or just hit me tomorrow. Yeah, well, let me just, I'm just, I'm about to watch, I'm about to watch my hair and watch an episode of Slider. Just, just highlight me whenever you're done and if not, we'll talk. Bye. Bye. But he's like, but he's like, bitch, you, you bitch, you bitch.
Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> 